It was like user number 65. Damn. It was called YouTube. So, holy shit. Yeah, it was, he ended up selling his website to a company that, and that's now called Twitch. So, um, got to kind of see. Fuck, yeah, dude. Crazy, that's right? crazy. I kind of feel like this career is, is wild enough to where <laughs> yeah. I get that natural <laughs> buzz. Yeah. Not even kidding. Yeah. Like the Scott Peterson thing happened in 2002 to 2003. What a crazy first Super crazy. Uh, like, fresh out of college, thrown in the meat grinder. What? Welcome back to another episode of Central Valley Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Dealey, a filmmaker, photographer, and a dude passionate about his community. This podcast focuses on the talented individuals that make up the Central Valley of California, as well as people who are passionate about what they do. The Central Valley has gotten a bad rep, and we're here to change that. If you enjoy what we're doing, we kindly ask that you download each episode, subscribe to our YouTube, and leave a rating and review on whatever podcast app you're using. And once again... Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Central Valley Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Joe Peters. I'm from Bakersfield, California. Big shout out to Central Valley Podcast for letting me come in here and play a couple songs for you guys. Lipstick letter across the mirror this morning Said goodbye, baby You're left without a warning Like a thief in the night You ran away with my heart I can't believe my eyes Must be a bad dream You always said we had a good thing Never once let on We were falling apart That ain't no way to go Girl, it just ain't right Don't you think that I deserve To hear you say goodbye that ain't no way to go Was it all a lie? After all this time That ain't no way to go I'm getting nowhere I'm tired of thinking Guess I'd do a little wishful drinking Make a whiskey wish upon a star Train whistle blowing down the track Lonesome sound says she ain't coming back Such a cold blow from out of the dark That ain't no way to go well, Girl, it just ain't right well, Don't you think 
that I deserve to hear you say goodbye. That ain't no way to go. Was it all a lie? Well, after all this time, that ain't no way to go. Well, girl, it just ain't right. Well, don't you think that I deserve to hear you say goodbye? That ain't no way to go Was it all a lie? Well, after all this time That ain't no way to go That ain't no way to go Shout out Duffy, shout out Michael. This is it. Central Valley Podcast. Hey, big shout out Central Valley Podcast. You know I had a fuck with it. Hey, shout out Central Valley Podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Carlos, thank you for coming. I yeah. truly appreciate it. For sure. And so we, I don't even know how we, we ended up kind of talking to each other. I think just through Instagram, Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so kind of explain to people what you do and basically that. Yeah. So, I mean, basically I'm, I'm a journalist, uh, just to put it simply. And, uh, I mean, I've been covering news up and down the Valley for, uh, 20 years now. Um, it's, uh, it's been a long, wild ride. I started, my first case was the Peterson case. Like, really? Yeah, like straight out of college. Dang. So did you go to school to be a journalist? I did. Yeah, well, not to be a journalist. Here's, here's how that went down. Um, I wanted to get into film production. So like when I was a kid, like I was sick all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like laid out in, in, on the couch, you know, like watching these like TBS reruns of, you know, like monster vision or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Godzilla and stuff like that. So I always had like this super interesting fascination with like special effects and miniatures and things. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So, Especially back then. Yeah. Back totally. then it was like, I always think, like, I always re uh, reference people to, like, the first Jurassic Park is, like, the coolest, spe like, not coolest, but it's, like, I still can't believe, like, that was, like, 20 or fucking more than that. Like, 30 years. Yeah, 30, be 30 years. years this year. Yeah, 30 years. And, like, whenever I watch it, I'm, like, this still looks good. Yeah. Like, this still totally looks good. totally, like, stands up to the test of time, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I wanted to get into a career where, like, I wanted, you know, I could do something visual, you know, mm -hmm. visual effects, things like that. Um animation, stop motion, uh, miniature building, whatever. Uh, so I started taking like video production classes in high school. And then in college, I took like film production and TV classes. What was it? What was like video classes like back then? And when, what, what, what year is this for me? Paint me a picture. So like I was in high school from 97 to 2001. Okay. It was class of 2001. And so like my first uh, video production class was in 98. And so I learned how to edit like reel to reel tape. Yeah, yeah. So, so like doing cuts by actually cutting stuff. Um, no? So like just uh, using two tapes and uh -huh. then basically setting in and out points from one tape to. Oh, to the okay, other. gotcha. But I really appreciated that because it gave me a sense of like how video worked as a system, and you know, like the the concept of like video and audio tracks and mm -hmm. things like that. So 
Um, that was really helpful for me. We were shooting on like crummy VHS cameras, like the school. The one that you would literally put a VHS in, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That was like my family's first camera. And like, we still have like, it's just so funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> like old wedding videos and stuff. It's just like start, stop, start, exactly. stop, like home videos. <laughs> yep. And so uh, I think uh, like 99, we started getting like digital camcorders and stuff. And uh, I started learning like the new technology and everything. Uh, we got a like brand new edit system with a whopping forty gigabyte hard drive. Wow! Yeah, I know, right? It was <laughs> I just actually, bought a sixteen terabyte hard drive. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so uh, I got into like yearbook, and we we did like some digital yearbook stuff. We ended up winning like national awards three years in a row. Oh, really? So that was really so. Cool. What were you doing at the yearbook then? That was um, like, like you know new for its time or interesting. For yeah. So we were putting together like little, uh, video vignettes of like events around campus mm -hmm. and stuff, you know, like rallies and, and sports events and interviewing kids and teachers and things like that. And, uh, we made an interactive CD ROM. So, um, you could take this disc and pop it into your computer and it would, um, the interface looked like our, you know, the cover of the yearbook for that year. Mm -hmm. And so for like, uh, one of them I remember was like a hand, so you can click on each finger and it would bring up like a submenu with a bunch of videos. And oh, stuff, so. gotcha. It's like a digital yearbook almost, yeah. right? But video version of it. Exactly. So like you want to, let's see sports or something. You mm -hmm. click on it, it'll take you to exactly. sports montage or whatever. Yep. That's, That's pretty exactly cool. For I, I mean, for way back, I mean, not way back, but you know what I mean? Like for early 2000s. It was way back then. I mean, we were talking <laughs> about like 35 years ago, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it was something really, like, new at the time. It was all Flash-based and stuff, so um, uh, that was really neat, and uh, it was getting attention. Um, so I found out, like, this is something that I was really good at. Uh, so I wanted to get more creative. I started doing, like, short films, and, you mm -hmm. know, and that grew into, like, 30-minute films. I did a 30-minute uh, film uh, my senior year, and, like, my teacher encouraged me, like, oh, why don't you, like... You know, if you want to do, like, something character-based, why don't you make it more, like, location-based? So I did a, a short film on, like, this... I made up this story of, like, this haunted auditorium at the school. Mm -hmm. and, like, I could have gotten so much trouble the way we shot it and stuff, you know, just, like, sneaking into, like, the auditorium, like, <laughs> yeah, in between yeah. classes and stuff, you know, just to, <laughs> just to get our shots and everything. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and, yeah. and I had, you know, a good time, like, meeting new people and, and doing something creative. So, um when I started college, I, I got into like film production classes and TV classes and stuff. And I ended up getting uh, this job offer uh, at, an, at a news company in Modesto um, that made a program called the Central Valley Report. And it was really cool. It was cable-based. Uh, and, and in its prime, uh, it was on half a million households wow. on two cable companies, both Comcast and Charter. So... It was really neat. We were doing a lot of stuff. That the, was like, the cable companies of the Valley. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? So um, it, it was something like, like we kind of helped Comcast build the roadmap for that. Like now if someone were to try to get into that, it would be ridiculously expensive. Mm -hmm. So um, I worked for this company. Like I met these people in high school. They actually came and did a story on the video production class uh, my senior year. Um, and I, they kind of just followed me throughout college mm -hmm. and stuff. And, and did um, you go to, you went to college for like video production yeah. and you got your degree and everything. Yeah. So MJC had a really good like film and TV program at the time. 
Um, you know, students could get like hands-on uh, experience with equipment like day one. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. I remember some students would like leave to San Francisco or Los Angeles and then they would come back the next semester and they're like, we didn't touch anything at all. Like this program is way better. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was really cool. Uh, when I was done with uh, the programs there, I ended up becoming like an advisor for the program. So that was really cool. And then they ended up like cutting out the program altogether. So um, that was a big unfortunate mess. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. Um you know, when uh, when I was done with college, uh, George and Ellen, which were the owners of the company, uh, and they technically was was that Central Valley TV. It was, so it, or it's, uh, it was called something else. Okay. It, well, it was called their the parent company was called Quality Video Service, but the product they made was called Central Valley Report. Okay, gotcha. And so um, they hired me in. 2005 I'd already been interning with them off and on like the Scott Peterson thing happened in 2002 to 2003 what a crazy first super crazy uh, like fresh out of college thrown in the meat grinder well and know? then that was it's so crazy to think how how like national news that was you know what I mean yeah. and like we're like that's like for you especially like that's where I live like, yeah <laughs> like 20 you know 20 something years later here we are still dealing with it right yeah yeah exactly so um I remember like driving by the house I had I had this like janky little my full-time job i was working at circuit city at the time um i was a substitute teacher for a long time and so i would substitute and then do like photo video stuff oh cool <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh i would get like little bargain deals on digital cameras oh, and stuff, yeah, right? yeah. So, um i had this little janky sony floppy disk camera that i would take like four photos and i remember like going around and snapping these digital photos of you know like things related to the peterson case at the time like going to the house and seeing like the front yard covered in like teddy bears and stuff and you know search parties and yeah dude you know the command post at the double tree hotel and then the courthouse was all blocked off uh for a long time when when everybody came to like broadcast the the trial uh-huh. and everything so you know just uh just all those events um and then george and ellen kind of like formally offered me a full-time job in in uh 2005 and I figured, well, you know, like I could take this job and do the news thing Monday through Friday and then use the equipment to shoot my own short films on the weekends, yeah. right? So <laughs> I could still be creative if I wanted to. Yeah. And uh, I think two weeks into the job, like I kind of got bit by the news bug and I was like, oh, this is this is it. And like, you like this? I'm going to yeah. do this for the rest of my life, seriously. So, um, you know, I, I found out I was really good at covering like you know, emergency situations and the hard news and stuff. So like, uh, crime and, and, uh, natural disasters, you mm-hmm. know, wildfires, house fires, things like that. Uh, hazmat situations. Uh, I got to look, I got to know a bunch of people in like public service and I really appreciated that. That was really good. Uh, you know, getting to know like fire captains, fire mm-hmm. chiefs and, you know, watch people like, uh, advance through their careers and stuff and, you know, get to know detectives and investigators, things like that. Um, which and is, kinda, are you like going asking questions and stuff? You know what I mean? Or yeah. so what, what they'll do is they'll have like a designated, uh, designated spokesperson, mm-hmm. uh, come out and, and kind of like, uh, present information to, to journalists and the press and stuff. So, um, we get to ask questions and if there's information that they get to, you know, that they can release, then, mm-hmm. then they will. Otherwise they just kind of hold it until their investigation gets a little further, but um, lots of big case, lots of big cases, uh, in the area, uh, over the years for sure. Yeah. What are your most memorable ones? Um, 
unfortunately, because like I mean, they're probably all bad. Yeah, a lot shit, of them are like, really like, bad. You know, well, let's go when, down memory lane. Yeah, when, <laughs> when friends and family come to town and and they're like, oh, let's go for a drive around town. You know, like uh, oh, there was this house fire here, this homicide there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like that's all you because you like do all the news, so it's like the, yeah. that, that's probably what sticks with you too. Yeah, but you know, like I do get to do like some cool assignments over the years. Like I, I've interviewed like George Lucas, for example. Oh, really? So that was kind of cool. It was super awkward, but he was really cool. Uh, I met Jeremy Renner and interviewed him like a couple times. At some oh, there we go. Premieres, so Hawkeye. Cool. Yeah, that, that was like pre. We Hawkeye. claim you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Central Valley. <laughs> yeah, so that was really cool. And then, um, you know, musicians and stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Like, like whoever's in town or whoever's yeah, whoever's whoever. coming to town or sometimes even like just passing through the region. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, unfortunately, like George and Ellen they kind of became like second parents to me, you know, mm-hmm. like I kind of had that relationship with them and we were, was it just kind of you three? So it was us three. And then we would have like a couple of salespeople that would do the advertising and the business side. But like, as far so as like, the in terms of production, it yeah. was just us three. Yeah. Damn. We were doing news. Um, so we would have a show on at six 30, 10 and 11. And then in the morning, uh, oh. in the, in the evening. Okay. So gotcha. We wanted to target the time that, like, uh, and we had it down to a science. We were putting out, like, this 30-minute program every day. And, like, people are home at those times, too. Yeah, so there was no, we were targeting times that really the early show, like, didn't have any competition. Nobody had a show at 6.30 at the time. Okay, gotcha. I think even to this day, like, there's still no, um, I think Fox has a show at 6.30, but most of them are usually done by 6.30. and so the channel that we were we were buying airtime from happened to be like a one of those like home shopping channels. Oh, like yeah, which was yeah, kind yeah. of funny. Like we would lease that time from Comcast, <laughs> right? So they're like, "Hey, we don't need you guys. We can yeah. totally put this on." Okay. <laughs> Occasionally, we would get like some hate phone calls from, you know, Grandma Jenny or something. Saying, <laughs> and like, we got to call her. <laughs> yeah. She would be like, "I was about to score some awesome deal on these opal <laughs> earrings." Yeah, the QVC type stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, no, it was a great experience. You know, like um, I remember, like we wanted to. I mean, social media was barely taken off oh, at was that time. Barely even a thing. Yeah. So MySpace, like I saw the value in 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 social media when MySpace came around, and we built an audience like really really fast. MySpace was a shit, man. I miss it. Yeah. So we we did. We I'm did sure something. I wouldn't use it, but you know, I like the idea of it. I mean, it's still around today. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we did this thing. It was kind of an experiment where we would pick two of our like social media friends, and we'd take them on this like travel show within a hundred miles. Of, mm. of the valley and we would like go to like a place to eat and show them like something to do and then we would throw in like a hotel sponsor mm-hmm. so um that was super successful um i think we did like 12 episodes of that um and then and I since wanted, you guys were running it you guys were like gotta choose make up different segments and kind of yeah. i mean we had total creative control yeah. over everything we just had to like basically follow like broadcast guidelines so mm-hmm. like you know, no profanity, no, no obscenities, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, like it's not like Central Valley podcast. You know? <laughs> Fuck every other word. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we, uh, we really wanted to kind of like showcase more of what we were doing, uh, kind of, I guess, exclusively. Yeah. You know? And so I was looking for a way to uh, share video digitally. Uh, online and MySpace kind of had like this video system mm-hmm. set up. You know, 
high speed internet wasn't really I think like DSL oh. was like the fastest back then. So cable was barely starting. Yeah. You know, a lot of <laughs> Yeah. A lot of people still had, you know, like slow internet like connections. Dial up and stuff. Yeah. So I was looking for something that um like a like a video platform that could, you know, play consistently on almost, you know, any connection. Uh and uh like the MySpace platform worked, like their video thing worked. But the video didn't load quick enough. The quality looked okay, but it it wasn't gonna work. Like I wasn't happy with it. Yeah. So I found a flash-based website where you could upload your videos and stuff, and and then get an embed code and share them in your MySpace post. Okay. Like, this yeah, is yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm looking for. This is it right here. This podcast is brought to you by Marcus Rodriguez. If you're looking to buy or sell your home in this competitive market and you're not too sure where to start, look no further than Merced's preferred realtor, Marcus Rodriguez. He'll make sure the process goes as easy as possible and you can reach him at 209-554-1715. Once again, that's 209-554-1715. You can visit his website, www.myagentmarcus.com or email him, info at myagentmarcus.com. Thanks again, Marcus. This podcast is brought to you by Thor. No, not the God of Thunder. The dude who does tattoos in Merced. <laughs> now, if you're in the Central Valley area and you're looking to get a tattoo, look no further than this dude right here. He's a versatile artist that specializes in black and gray realism. He's located in Merced at the Merced Tattoo and Piercing Company. And if you'd like to make an appointment with him, the best thing you can do is follow him on Instagram. That's at underscore T-H-O-R-E-E-E-E-E. That's at underscore Thor with five E's. You click the link in the bio and that is exactly how you make the appointment. So, Thank you again, Thor, and please go check him out. This podcast is brought to you by B-Junk Free Merced. Everyone has stuff that is taking up space, but not everybody has the time or equipment to do something about it. And that's where Scott Levesey comes in. If you have junk overtaking your garage, yard, that spare room, or even a storage unit, give B-Junk Free Merced a call at 209-233-1519. Once again, it's 209-233-1519. He'll give you an estimate, and the best part about B-Junk Free Merced is that he will clean up the mess for you. So you just point, and he'll clean it up for you. You know how He's not going to drop off a trailer and make you do the work. He's going to make sure that he does the work for you guys. So go ahead and give Scott Levesey a call at 209-233-1519. Thanks again, Be Junk Free. And so, like, I created an account. I was, like, user number 65. Damn. It was called YouTube. So. Holy shit. Yeah, it was run by, like, two hey. guys in their basement <laughs> in user Sacramento. User number 65. Yeah, I had, like, the number one video on there. And and this was, like, this was, like, pre-Google, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, we, we saw, like. Um, so, what year is this? Like, two. This was uh, 2006. You want a beer or anything or no? <laughs> I'm good. Thank okay, you. Appreciate gotcha. it. You want one, Duffy? Sure. You want this mystery beer from Blake <laughs> that I'm going to have too? <laughs> so, um, yeah, this was pre-Google and, and like I got to see like a bunch of communities and, and uh, you know, like users, like YouTube super users grow on there. Like I Justine was on there and mm -hmm. I remember like, you know, just like chatting back and forth with like, it was literally like probably 70 people for like the first four or five months. And, and we were lucky enough, like I was lucky enough to get in there like, during like the beta testing, this was probably I want to say like November, December, Dang. roughly. Wow. Um, this this site called YouTube isn't yeah. that crazy to think about? It's now? wild. Yeah, I, I mean, if I had stuck with it and learned the science, you know, like I'd probably be a millionaire by now. You know, mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool. And um, 
And then we, cider, huh? Yep. And I didn't was not expecting that. I was like, this is a beer. Like, I, this is gonna be a hazy beer. And I was like, oh, this is a cider. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. It's all good. Um, so, uh, we wanted to like kind of advance more into what we were offering. Uh, and like, I started experimenting with like live video and back then, um, live video meant hooking my camera into a laptop with a little like USB dongle mm -hmm. or like Verizon or AT&T or whoever Yeah, and streaming video that way. And I remember like the first time I did it, I had, a like literally a desktop computer. So like this tower with a CRT monitor and this big giant like external battery in the back of my SUV. And I remember calling my my boss Ellen on the phone and I was like, Hey, log on to our website right now. Tell me what you see. I was parked at 99 in Kansas Avenue in Modesto. Yeah. I had my camera set up overlooking um, Highway 99. The and best highway in the world, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> not going to kill you at all. It's, yeah. it's not like super the Death safe from Matt Water to you guys. <laughs> Very well put it. together. Yeah. <laughs> so she logs onto the website and she's like, I see Highway 99, but it says live. And I was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm here right now. And she's like, How are you doing this? So I kind of explained it to her um, how how it all worked. And it literally worked for like four minutes before the battery died. But I, I knew it was something. Like yeah, I was onto something. Yeah, the start of something. Yeah. yeah. So like we were we were live streaming stuff before live streaming was even a thing, which was, was yeah, pretty yeah. cool. This was yeah, like... You were uh, YouTubing before YouTube was a thing too, Yeah, man. totally. Uh, this was like... Trendsetter two, over here. <laughs> this was, well, it, it gets better. Um, this was like 2007-ish. And so I remember like running around to like crime scenes and stuff and, you know, just doing this one-man band where I, you know, set up my tripod, camera, laptop, and it was just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was a guy who was doing the same thing in San Francisco. His name was Justin Kahn. And... Um, I reached out to him because he was, he would like carry a backpack, uh, a laptop in his backpack with a bunch of USB modems. And he'd like bond all that signal together. And then he'd wear like a little uh, webcam on his, on his hat and stuff. Really? And he'd walk around San Francisco and, and live stream like his entire day, literally his entire day. Really? And so like we connected on the phone and, and I told him, I was like, Hey man, like this is what I'm doing. Um, I really like, how your, you know, the stability of your stuff. His website was called Justin, Justin.tv back then. Oh. And so, um, yeah, so um, we were talking to each other and he's like, yeah, you know, like San Francisco has really good like infrastructure right now because obviously we're like in the Bay Area. And probably tech um, and everything more, else. Yeah, yeah, more tech advanced and, and being out here in the Valley, like we had like, what, one cell tower downtown. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> But he's like, yeah, I'll set you up with an account if you want to give it a shot and see how it goes. Um, so I tried it out. It worked pretty good. Um, I was looking for something a little bit more customized mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, like white label to embed on the website. Anyways, uh, a bunch of years later, he ended up selling his website to a company that that's now called Twitch. So um, got to kind of see. Fuck, yeah, dude, crazy, that's right? crazy. So kind of got to see like the beginning <laughs> of Twitch happen. You got to see the beginning of a whole bunch of things happen, yeah. man. So that was really cool. We um, By that time, we were ro like rocking and rolling on live streaming. We ended up having like Clearwire. I don't know if you... Yeah, you know, I do want Clearwire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the first Wi-Fi I remember. Yeah, Clearwire flew down from like their Seattle headquarters and, and met with us and really liked what we were doing. So they gave us like a bunch of modems really? and stuff and like uncapped, you know, internet. Yeah. So we were doing that and it was working really, really well. Um I was having some issues in the rural areas. 
but I started experimenting with like antennas and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like, if I was out in the country somewhere, I'd set up like an antenna and point it to their, you know, nearest tower and that would boost the signal. So that worked out really well. And basically they would just, uh, you know, take feedback from me, but uh, that worked really well. Uh, I mean, clear, they went out of business, you know, they kind of disbanded and sold all their mm-hmm. like frequencies and infra- infrastructure and stuff. A lot of those guys, like I, I know some of them went to work for like, Comcast and Verizon and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but those were like really crazy times just kind of seeing all that stuff develop. Um, yeah, that is wild. Like even to this day, like I still, I still do field testing for some tech companies. Like I made a partnership with this company down in Irvine called, uh, Teradec, and I've kind of been with them since like day one, but they make these little cellular transmitters that just mount on your, on your camera. And they're about the size of like a pocketbook. And they basically take a broadcast signal and convert it into a, a cellular feed where you can really literally like transmit that that signal anywhere in the world. So um, at broadcast quality. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's been a good relationship just kind of field testing for these companies. Uh-huh. It's been a lot of fun. Like, and just slowly meeting people just because like you're interested in like the same totally. things basically. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And then so when did Central Valley TV get born? Yeah, so George... Um, he was a cancer survivor and, and he ended up developing cancer again in 2009. Uh, he lost his fight with cancer in nine months. And so uh, his wife, like it was really hard on all of us. Like things were really uncertain, you know, around that time on, on how we were going to proceed. I, I kind of feel like we were like, if we would have had this company like today, like we would have been booming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of feel like we were way too advanced for Do ahead of your for, time. Basically. Yeah, totally. So, um, I didn't have the money to like keep the television thing going. I knew I had to do something that I could, uh, I could do because I think I'm pretty sure they were spending like tens of thousands of dollars on airtime every month. Oh yeah. So, um, I turned to like social media and, uh, you know, a what, new around, what, around what time, when was this? This was 2009, early 2009. Okay, so right when social media was really just coming yeah. about. I mean, like, becoming a thing, basically. Yeah, so um, I had, by that time, I'd, I had already started, like, Twitter and Facebook, um, roughly. Yeah, I had, a, I had a pretty decent following on Twitter. Um, and that ended up, like, being a really big success for me. Um, and then from there, like, Facebook, I think, blew up even quicker over Twitter. And that's still that way to this day. Um, so, uh, I saw the value in, in just like connecting directly with people. And so, well, I think that's what makes your guys's news source a lot different than a lot of other things. Right. Cause like you're independently ran, independently owned. So like, yeah. So, I mean, I can, I can literally like respond to anybody that, you know, shoots a message or something mm-hmm. like at any, any moment, whenever I want. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of like one of the important things about social media is you have to be that engaging with your audience. Otherwise they're, you know, going to lose interest and not even care. Mm -hmm. Um, so that worked out really well. Uh, and, and it's kind of grown into what it is today, just getting bigger, better, faster. Um, trying to like, you know, I really want to model Central Valley TV over something of quality. You know, anybody, anybody can show up to something and shoot something with their cell phone, right? Yeah. And then share it to social media. And sometimes that, you know, that's good. Um, but like for me, I, I kind of want to provide my audience something a little bit more 
of more value. More value, more, more quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when I think that's kind of what stands out too, because like there's other sites and stuff like that, that it's just phone videos or other people's phone videos, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just kind of like, that's like, it's, it, it's not news though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like it's more like, Hey, there's a car on fire <laughs> or <laughs> Hey, like the most random shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of Instagram sites like that. You know what I mean? And I feel like, and that you're not just an Instagram site. You know what I mean? But that's how I found you was through Instagram. And what I noticed was like, Oh, like, it's cool. It's this is like an independently ran thing, but it's like like you're saying. What I noticed about it was like, oh, but it's high quality. But like they're going to these scenes, and so what's it? Not, I know, I'm sure your typical days are very very often, but like kind of walk me through like yeah. So uh, typical day would uh, you know kind of uh, it's uh, waking up at like six seven in the morning. Sometimes it just really depends on what's happening that day. Um. And just kind of seeing what's happening in the area. Like, I have my radios on all the time. And so you have police radios? Is that what it is? Yeah, I have them everywhere. You know, like, I, I'm surprised I don't have one with me now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, in my car, I don't know if you saw the antenna. Yeah, so, yeah, like, all those antennas, antennas, like, yeah. I have one radio for each county. Wow. So, like, Merced, Stanislaus, San Joaquin. Uh, I have one for, like, Cal Fire and then one for Highway Patrol. Um, Dang, so you're, like... <laughs> yeah, so, um, especially, like, during wildfire season, I get, like, really busy. Um, but like I have all those radios on like all the time and if I hear something uh, that's like I would consider newsworthy or I can like I feel it can develop into something mm -hmm. newsworthy like I'm gone. You're gone and going. Yeah, so um, That's kind of how it works for me. I get all my all my leads are coming in at the same time as like emergency people yeah. are getting them um, so um, You know, I'll wake up in the morning and just kind of see what everybody else is doing. Sometimes I'll have a follow-up from the night before um, and then I also do like, uh, I also do work for like other stations too. Mm -hmm. So like, I've worked for like Fox, Univision. Uh, right now I'm doing work for like NBC Universal and Telemundo. Oh really? Um, so like I'll jump in a, in a editorial meeting with them at like nine forty five. It's usually like nine forty five to like ten ten oh five in the morning, uh, just to let them know like, hey, I have this, you know, from the night this happened. Overnight, Are you almost like, like an that. independent contractor where they like get like. Yeah, so like I I have like uh basically like a it, it's basically like a like an hourly employee is yeah. what it would be, um so I get a deposit every two weeks and then they get like I literally give them all the content. Yeah, so you like give them and then they can create their own new story about it or whatever. yeah. So they'll have another reporter or somebody like yeah. front that on their end, um which is good. Or sometimes they'll they'll send one out to work with me like uh -huh. if if they if they need you know like safety and numbers right so. Mm -hmm. Uh, if it's something crime related or something, we'll partner up together and then I'll, I'll help the, uh, the reporter like gather elements mm -hmm. uh, and then the reporter will edit the video and then I'll do the live broadcast for them. Like this, the reporter will stand up in front of the camera. And, okay. And, and, and then it's live broadcast. And so now what is it that, so for your live broadcast, so what's on your camera nowadays that. So for, for like the NBC universal Telemundo stuff, like they, their transmitters are all backpack based. Um, and so like. And it'll literally tap into any of their like stations globally within their network, which is really cool. Uh, it's it's literally like a, I guess the easiest way to describe it would be a small portable like Windows based machine with eight SIM cards built into it. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's a that is instantaneously being yeah transferred, and it so. only has like um, maybe like a two second delay, so it's pretty impressive. 
hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <people>. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's never that long, but it's as long enough to where like they're like. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Back to you. <laughs> so the, the reason, sometimes the reason it takes a little bit longer is because in some areas there's like not the best signal, right? Mm-hmm. Or even like satellite when it's like all the way across the world, like that's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like war zone stuff, you know, like that is, that takes a long time for that to go up into space and then back to the mm-hmm. United States. So um, that's really what that is, is just the, the amount of time and, and the delay. Which is like, if all we're complaining about is a couple of seconds, uh, yeah. I think we got, we can, we got things figured out guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Like what technology can it's, do. It's probably days. been cool for you. Cause you've seen it like progress. Like you're saying basically from, yeah. from literally tapes to digital to, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. I remember the day I switched from like no longer shooting on tapes. I was scared to death. I was like, oh my God, like, what am I, yeah, what, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to like save all this stuff? Like, I feel so comfortable. I felt so comfortable. Cause you have it. It's a tangible yeah, it's there. item. It's physical. Yeah. Right. And I knew, like I had a system on like how to archive everything and keep <laughs> yeah. it. And then I ended up buying this camera and I was like, well, like I have to like modernize because this, you know, like this is the new thing. Like <laughs> yeah. I had this like digital hard drive that would attach to the back of my camera and record to that. And then literally just, connect it to my laptop and edit right there. And you're like, oh, I kind of get it. Yeah, (laughs) but I was like scared to death. I was like, what if the hard drive dies or something? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I going to do? That's what I still think about my stuff. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I mean, it's still possible, but it's it's super stable now. Yeah, now it is. It it works really, really well. So now I couldn't even imagine going back to tape like ever. Yeah, that (laughs) that's wild. That's wild. And then so it's so Central Valley TVs, it's you and then... One other person yep, as well. Me and Gabby. And uh, Gabby's actually, like, she's done some pretty amazing stuff. Like, in the crazy story. We, we met we met at a, uh, a fire in Stockton. She's a Stockton native. And, um, like, we became, like, best friends mm-hmm. from, you know, from there on. She she had, like, the drive and the interest in, in news and stuff. And, and I was, like, super grumpy, like, I was working, I was doing work for Univision at the time and, and, uh, I was covering this. It was like a old hotel that was burning down and I had worked a homicide like late the night before. And, uh, so I go to this fire and I'm getting video and I send it to the station and I'm waiting for five o'clock to roll around because they wanted some live video from, from the fire. Um, so I, I took a power nap inside of, of, uh, the truck and then I hear a knock on my window and I'm like, what the hell? Like, Who's waking me up? At first, I thought it was like, you know, a cop or mm-hmm. my supervisor. Can't sleep here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I see her standing there. I was like, this chick like really had the nerve to like wake me up. So I was kind of <laughs> like, I remember I rolled down the window. She's like, oh hey, I'm a I'm a journalism student. I was just wondering if I could ask you a couple of questions. I was like, yeah, whatever, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, but like I, you know, we kind of got to know each other and and like we became best friends. And then. Um, you know, saw her like passion and drive and stuff. And, and it just like grew from there. Like we formed this like really awesome relationship. Um, you know, there was, uh, we, we started covering like civil unrest in the Bay area from, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, police shooting deaths and things like that, you know, and, and BLM movements and stuff. And, and she was like super fearless, right? Like, like I remember one night we were in Berkeley and people were like shutting down the highway. There's like hundred hundreds of people on the highway, and the cops started shooting rubber bullets and and like 
she's like right there, like right in the front, like getting video, you know, like where everything's going down. I was like, oh shit, she's a real deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we started doing like wildfires together and stuff. Like we went, I remember this and she, she kind of like, you know, she'll tell you this too, but like, um, you know, we went to this wildfire near Lake Berryessa one year and we ended up getting trapped for like an hour in this like, I don't know, there's like a, like a little hiking trail with a bunch of other firefighters. And um, the weather had shifted. It was like sunset. And so the weather had shifted and blown the fire across this creek to where we were. And it was just like raging across the highway. So we had no way to get out. And these firefighters were just sitting there. We're like, well, shit, like, if this is our time, like, at least we did, you know, yeah, yeah. what we enjoyed doing. <laughs> but we just sat and waited it out and stuff. So, um, you know, we were good enough to to make it out of that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, and I mean, she's gone to like, um, She's done some stuff in the Middle East with, uh, you know, she went to like the Israeli-Syrian border for uh, like 10 days and did some, uh, you know, like conflict. Yeah, that there. takes like, yeah, yeah a different she, type of person. Then. Yeah, she spent some time in uh, this little town called Sidrat in Israel and uh, was documenting like uh, bomb shelters uh, that are made to look like uh, kids' toys on playgrounds and stuff, so... Uh, I, I know one, one that stands out to me, this photo that she showed me is of, uh, like this giant, it's almost like a giant caterpillar, mm -hmm. and, but it's a bomb shelter. So like when the air raid sirens go off, like everybody has like 10 seconds to run into, into the bomb shelter because it's that close to like, you know, yeah. the border where like missiles are being launched and stuff. So, um, yeah, she's, she's got guts for sure. Um, and the cool thing, like she's got, she was Miss Merced County in 2019. So hear that you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, she does the whole like Miss America competition thing. Oh, really? So, uh, she's got the heart of a servant. She's really, really good. She's, uh, she's all about like public service and mm -hmm. stuff. So, and so is she more like, like the news reporter person then? Yeah. Or? So she's like the face of it and everything. Mm -hmm. So are you ever on camera? No, no, no. You don't like that at all? I'm, I'm not into that. Well, guess what yeah. you are now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You so, just you're just behind the scenes just, capturing the content. Yeah, yeah, I just stay behind the camera. You, That's but, where I feel the most comfortable. Uh -huh. You know, like I kind of feel like if if I'm if there's a day that like I'm not behind a camera, like I don't feel accomplished. You know, mm -hmm. like there's there's some days where you know they're like slower than others, and I don't shoot anything at all. And like I'll go to bed and I'll I'll be like I'll tell her like gosh I don't feel like I've done anything today. Like I don't feel accomplished. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I still need to get up and do something. I'm sure your days are very though, man. <laughs> I'm sure you have other days yeah. where you're like, I just saw the most fucked up shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Like and how do you like compartmentalize and deal with like seeing like I'm saying like you're a news guy, so like you see like from the good to the very, yeah. very bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, like there's days, you know, sometimes I'll I'll get stuff like back to back to back to back where I, I remember like several times where it's like going two days straight without sleeping or sometimes I'm, I'm even like sleeping at crime scenes, you know, in a car. Um, and then Boring. I'll, yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> um, you know, like some, some of it's hard. Like the hardest stuff is, is dealing with like cases that involve little kids. You mm -hmm. know, like, I, I had some video go on CNN one time where um, there was a guy who was like super high on meth out in Turlock, like rural Turlock. And he ended up like murdering his kid. Uh, his kid was like a little toddler. Um, and the way it happened was like this firefighter was driving home from work and he came across this guy. He thought he was kicking like a dead dog or something in the middle of the street. But 
uh, it, it ended up being his kid. And so um, he tried to stop him, but this guy was like so under the influence that he had like that, that like, like unstoppable strength. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. So, um, and it was so far out in the country that there was like no deputies that could get out there quick enough, except for the sheriff's helicopter. So the sheriff's helicopter flew out, landed in like a cow pasture. And, and then the, uh, one of the flight officers jumped out and ended up like shooting the guy and killing him. Um, so that's like, you know, that's kind of like the shitty stuff that, that, uh, I come across sometimes. Or the fucking family recently. The Oh yeah. I ended up covering that too. Dude, the, that the was. Kidnapping and. Yeah, yeah. Kidnapping and murder. Like yep. a family. That shit's so like wild in, in our fucking backyard, honestly. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. But then I also get to see like really neat things, you know, like a bunch of, you know, like series police department. I do, I do some video stuff with from time to time and they've always been like really, really good to me. Um, but like, they'll call me and say, Hey, like we're doing this toy drive for Christmas where a bunch of guys are, you know, gonna gather up a bunch of toys and then we're going to jump in the SWAT truck. One guy's going to dress as Santa Claus and we're going to go take them to like the trailer parks and, mm -hmm. and beat up apartments here in town. Would you like to come? Absolutely. Yeah. So breath of um, fresh air. It's, it's crazy. Like, like seeing this like tatted up gangbanger like break down over watching this cop hand his kid yeah a Barbie doll you know that's it's pretty special yeah that's that's awesome yeah that's very uh yeah and then, that, I actually helped out on a toy drive uh my buddy or his Instagram name is liquor store videos but uh he uh he puts on a toy drive and like his Instagram accounts is like basically like some people get mad at him because they think that he's making fun of homeless people and stuff but like he actually like talks to homeless people he'll let them get like free stuff oh, yeah, in the yeah. store and stuff like that and like like i don't know like it may seem like he's kind of messing with them but he also actually treats them like a person compared to everybody else who walks right past him and doesn't say anything totally. you know what i mean and so it's like one of those things but uh he puts on a toy drive uh every or for like the past couple of years he has and like it's over on 12th street in merced basically he he uh works or he owns a chevron right there but it's it's like i i, I went out and filmed it this past year and it's just cool because it's like like i'm talking like hundreds of hundreds of people came to get toys and he got like over like 600 toys like out That's of his awesome. own pocket and stuff like that you know what i mean so it's one of those interesting because like People always have, like, their two cents of what they, like, if you post a video that somebody doesn't like or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, people do things for the community. And, like, that's what shows to me more than, like, I don't know, other things. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I totally understand that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And so what's, like, the, I mean, obviously there's a, a shit ton of differences between, like, a, like a ABC, ABC 30 Action News and what you do. But, like, when you go back back to and you're producing your own content are you editing your own content and yeah everything? so we shoot and edit and never do everything ourselves and and a lot of the times like this podcast is brought to you by blaker brewing the official beer of the podcast located in atwater and series this brewery offers not only delicious tasting beer but great events that bring the whole community together so on april 15th make sure your calendar is clear for the jacked up country concert in atwater at the tarmac location they got bands coming from all over you guys and it's going to be a great great time there will be beer games Tons of live music, great bands, cocktails, and so much more things to do. So if you're interested in that, make sure you stop by Blaker Brewing on April 15th and you can buy tickets ahead of time on their Instagram. So if you follow at Blaker Brewing or at Blaker Tarmac, click the link in the bio and you can buy tickets there. They are also introducing the Blaker Pass this year, which gets you into all the events they're having this year. So if you're interested in that, the information is on the website as well. 
Thanks again, Blaker. This podcast is brought to you by Crybaby Wine. Proudly located in Fresno, Crybaby Wine offers you your favorite delicious tasting wines like Chardonnay, Cabernet, and everything in between. Not only do they offer these great tasting wines, but they also have a delicious de-alcoholized CBD wine. Infused with CBD and CBG, these wines help reduce anxiety and alleviate stress. You can find their products at crybabywine.com, and if you live in Fresno County, you'll receive free delivery. Once again, you can check them out at crybabywine.com. And for 10% off your order, you guys, type in CVP at checkout. That's coupon code CVP, a.k.a. Central Valley Podcast, to receive 10% off your Crybaby wine. Thanks again, Crybaby. This podcast is brought to you by Juno Coffee, brewed right here in the Central Valley of California. Nothing beats fresh brewed coffee, but their specialty instant coffee is a delicious alternative for those on the go, whether you're climbing, parenting, or just out there being rad. I've had so many instant coffees, and this is the only instant coffee that even comes close to a fresh brewed cup of coffee. They also have delicious bean coffee as well, if you're interested in that. Now, you can find their products at drinkjunocoffee.com. Once again, that's drinkjunocoffee.com. And make sure you follow them on Instagram. It's at drinkjuno. Once again, it's at drinkjuno. And if you are in the Sacramento area, make sure you check out their cafe location inside the Pipeworks Climbing Gym. Once again, they actually do have a location inside the Pipeworks Climbing Gym in Sacramento. Thanks again, Juno Coffee. You know, it could happen on the go. So, um you know, if I want to get something out quick, like I can literally sit there, like the car has like high speed internet and stuff built into it. So what do you use to edit on? Um, Premiere. Premiere Pro? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So um, actually like the guy, the guy that I replaced for George and Ellen um, was hired by Apple to help write Final Cut Pro. Really? Back in the day. Yeah. So and because um, of that, I never used it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so I, I did like all these connections, man. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. so wild. The first, like the first edit software I used was Avid. It was, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was made by Avid. And uh, it was just. Look it up, Duff. Yeah. Avid editing software. Like the same people that made um, Pro Tools? Yep. Same company. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the software was called. It doesn't even exist anymore. Um, like Avid exists as a company, but it, it wasn't Media Composer. It was something else. It was like Avid Movie Studio or something. Like Movie Maker? like back Something then, like you that. Know what yeah. I mean? like, something very watered down yeah, for consumers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I started off with that, and then I jumped into Premiere. Um, so like the software back then was like so expensive when we were in... For Premiere? Yeah. Well, was, back then it was like you would buy like... You'd buy Premiere Pro, download it into your computer, right? And then... You bought it though, right? Yeah, and you, that was it. You bought like that that year's yeah. worth of software, like that release. Because um, now it's just the multi subscription. Yeah, now it's subscription based, and it's like super affordable now. But yeah. I mean, back then, like you know, like Premiere could have run you anywhere from like twelve hundred to two thousand dollars. Damn. Well, especially because it's like that was yeah top of the line back then. I mean, it still is very good, but you know what I mean. But back then, it's like <laughs> so back in college, like we had. One guy. Would you all share it? Well, here's here's how it would go down. He would do I like, was like that's what I do. He would do like BitTorrents or something, right, and find like a cracked version, yeah, yeah. like a serial hack, and oh, and it was man. like a drug deal in class, right? He'd be like passing out these DVDs from his backpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you're a freaking lifesaver. This is like Premiere Pro 2.0. I've gotten Final Cut for free one time, you know. Yeah. So that I mean that that dude came in clutch. 
for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it was like throughout college because we couldn't afford that stuff. And then I don't I remember, bl- yeah, blame you guys. Fucking yeah. twelve hundred dollars, and back then twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, and and that was that's just, like five million now. I'm totally, just kidding, with exactly. the inflation. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, once I started doing this as a career and making money and stuff, like I I could afford these kind of things, or sometimes even get like. You know, sometimes the manufacturers w- would send out, you know, like a like a demo or something, mm-hmm. and that that would be really nice. Um, so, but I mean, with the subscription thing, it's super affordable now. Mm-hmm. And then, so when you go through all this news that you capture, what do you look for to post on? Not look for, but like, like how do you go through about filtering? Like, I captured a whole bunch of stuff today. What do I actually want to? put on our site compared to like whatever you give, you know, other people and stuff. Mostly it's got to be like something newsworthy that I know, like, you know, I've got like my own guidelines, you know, like I don't cover, like, I don't like to cover suicides. I don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like drug overdoses and things like that. That's kind of like off the table too. Mm-hmm. Although like yesterday I was doing stuff with Telemundo. We were, we were shooting this documentary on fentanyl. Mm-hmm. That's going to air statewide. Uh, I think at the end of the month, um, which we, we, like, I understand the importance of it, you know, but mm-hmm. like, it happens so much that like, it's, it's, um, and it's very personal sometimes mm-hmm. too, you know, like, like families don't want this kind of information out there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I kind of stay away from those things, but if it's anything that affects the public at whole, like that stuff will get shared, you know, mm-hmm. like major car crashes, wildfires, uh, homicide situations, um, uh, you know, uh, bank robberies, Mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, It's become very, like, public safety focused, and I think that's kind of, like, what I have to credit the success to. It's just kind of, like, staying in this niche category. Mm -hmm. So uh, things have been really, really good for me. I can't really complain. It's been an adventure, like, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't consider... So, I mean, (laughs) when you look me up on LinkedIn or something... Like my my title, I just put adventure. You know, like I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I should probably take it a little bit more serious, but no, I I consider it like that's it's been an adventure for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so many different random through the years, and like seeing like from a, from literally like new stuff to like technology to like yeah, freaking running into freaking Twitch and and YouTube and <laughs> MySpace. You know what yeah, I mean? It's totally. like such like a wild like re- like up and down roller coaster of a Absolutely. It has been. Yeah. And, you know, just, it's so unpredictable, like this career, like I could, like, I could be covering like the doom and gloom one day and the next day I'm, Hey, you want to go to the Super Bowl and, you know, cover some, you know, sports stuff, mm-hmm. go to an A's game. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? That's cool. Yeah. That That's honestly why I like, uh, like video and stuff like that. Like I do more like commercial work or stuff for like businesses or people, but like, like whenever I was getting into it, everybody was like, you have to niche down, you have to niche down or niche. What? Which one is it? Is it? Either or. Yeah, but they were, you have to niche down. And something that I never did was I never niche down. But I honestly love it because like like yesterday was like I really realized it. Like I went to go to the Weed Nuns or Sisters of the Valley, did a video for them, then picked up uh, like a 120-round drum magazine of like a, a gun that I'm doing like product photography on and then like an engagement shoe and then like you know what I mean like I love that every single day it's something different and like that's probably something that like you too like every day you're covering something that's different and you don't know what you're gonna like get into and it's just a cool I don't know I, I appreciate it because it's like I and then like I, I shot like this this construction company the other day like you know what I mean and it's like I'm always doing something different and some different job but it's always like 
it's cool because it's never the same. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like yours is like, yeah, maybe you have it down to like a routine, but like you never know what you're going to cover until like, for you, it's probably like, is it like not anxiety, but like almost like you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah, you totally. Know I mean? You know, sometimes like I can, you kind of, when you've been in the industry so long, you kind of develop what's called a news gut. Like, like you can almost predict like the other night, Gabby and I covered a couple of homicides in Stockton. And she had, she was doing some stuff in Stockton for, for an, an event that she's doing and she was coming home and she's literally when she got home, I, I told her, I was like, oh, there's a, homi a homicide in Stockton. And she's like, I knew it was going to happen. Like I felt like something was going to happen. So you kind of develop this instinct, you know, like when things have been quiet for a while or something, mm -hmm. you know, like you kind of anticipate something. Yeah. Or if something has happened, you kind of like anticipate the side effects of that event, you know, uh -huh. so. Instead of listening uh, to music, do you just listen to your radios, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> it's kind it's of like your podcast. Like writing in my car would be like super weird because I have like all my radios on. I'll have some music streaming and then <laughs> yeah. if I'm not listening. Overload of Totally, of you know, but it's weird because like I learned to tune stuff out uh -huh. and pick up on little keywords or, or sounds uh -huh. and that's where my attention shifts. So like I could be listening to a podcast or something and hear like, a dispatch or a tone or something and then it's it's like my mind is in, instantly into that feed over totally. there dude yep. that's wild that's even like subconsciously like in in my sleep like the night Renil singh was killed in newman mm -hmm. like gabby woke me up and she's like oh this officer just got shot in newman and we were like out the door um on that case so uh you know it's things like that mm -hmm. like like subconsciously we'll pick those things up and and we're like hitting the ground running Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter like what time of day it is, like two, three in the morning, we're we're out the door. So you just sleep when you can, kind of. You know, like, w yeah. Sometimes, like, I'll take power naps here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't do coffee, which people are like, oh, how, really? how do you, how yeah, do you survive? Oh, well, so that's me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm not a coffee person. I'm more of like, I do like lemonades and things like that. That's that's my drink of choice. And, uh huh. But um, not not caffeine, really. Not really caffeine, no. If you were to drink caffeine, do you ever drink it or no? Like think, tea, maybe or something. Not really. Yeah, I think I think the most caffeine I would do is probably like, I don't know, it's like Mountain Dew or something. Oh, like Some, soda, yeah, like, like a, a soda, soda or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but yeah, kind of kind of random. Yeah, yeah, because like you because you would almost think like you'd be like, all right, like got something, like I'm gonna go get caffeine and then go do it, yeah. but. It probably helps you for not having like the up and downs if your schedule's kind of all over. You know what? I think I kind of feel like this career is is wild enough to where <laughs> yeah. I get that natural <laughs> buzz. Yeah. Not even kidding. Yeah. No, like, I bet you. Yeah, it's literally like like I'll get we'll get home from something like a crime scene or or something. Are you just amped almost sometimes? Totally. Like I can't sleep. You it's know. like when you watch a fight, dude. Like sometimes when I'm watching fights, I can't sit still. I'm just like literally up and going, and then I'm like shadow boxing. Yeah, yeah. Or you just can't like I can't calm down afterwards, and I'm like, oh my, like suspense for me. Like if I watch any any scary movie, I have the worst anxiety, and like I just literally will walk around and I won't shut the fuck up, and I'll ruin it for everybody. But like that's it. If you're gonna watch a scary movie with me, that's what I do. Okay, the girl <laughs> dies at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So besides all this new stuff, where you usually you work work on documentaries and stuff. Yeah. So like the you know the news business has changed so much since I've started. Like it's it's not the same industry it was like twenty years ago or even ten years ago. You mm -hmm. know, like it's. It's, it's like not ever changing almost totally. It's, cycles. it's like, not like a business that I would like a lot of people don't really go into it to make money anymore. You know, they go into it because they have a passion for mm -hmm. it. So like I've had to learn to like diversify an income stream. Right. So 
like on top of news and stuff, like I've like I'm doing okay. You know, mm -hmm. like news is doing like I've done it long enough that I I know how to make it work for mm -hmm. me. So, um, but on top of that, like it's kind of like you 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 know like production and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Um, product photography, things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, like, there's things that make me my like or like my income really is the photography videography aspect of it. The podcast and anything fun I do is like, yeah, I mean there might be some income from it, but it's it's not my <laughs> my main source, you know what I yeah. mean? People have asked, like, hey, when are you gonna start charging like subscriptions and stuff? And it's like no, like the news, I'll never charge for news. Never. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel that like news should be free for everybody. If you, you know. If you have a kid in a school and that school goes on lockdown for some reason, you shouldn't have to pay a monthly subscription no. fee to figure out what's going on at your mm -hmm. kid's school. You know, that, that's, that's been like my, you know, that's been my little promise to myself, like my entire career, you know? Um, so like I do have a plan to do subscription stuff, but it's going to be for things like outside of news, you know, like yeah, yeah. bonus content, mm -hmm. like, you know? Almost like they have the, or like everybody has the, whatever. It's like you can subscribe for extra content. Exactly. Yeah. So you're still going to produce the news and and everything like that. But It's going to be called only news. <laughs> <laughs> we have only podcasts as well. <laughs> so, you know, like I've learned, I've, I've built a, a lot of like contacts and, and networks. You know, like I, I mentioned to you earlier, like I've started doing stuff for A&E on the side, mm -hmm. um, which has been really, really fun. Uh, like we, we just got through submitting some content for a show they have called, um, interrogation raw, which is kind of like the first 48. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's mostly like homicide detectives interrogating suspects. It's like that, just that process itself. Um, uh, Gabby's been on like investigation discovery. She's done some things with them, um, on, uh, this show called betrayed. Uh, it's kind of like uh interesting you know like homicide cases mm -hmm. things like that um and then i've done like you know like product photography and videography like i used to do like video for footwear companies like uh, altama magnum you know like tactical shoes and yeah, things like yeah, that yeah. so that was really fun um you know just different different things like that and then uh film production like i uh the last feature film i did was um this comedy with eddie griffin uh, like two years ago, that's, um, it's like streaming everywhere. Uh, and then, uh, I just got through shooting. Uh, and so you like, are like, when you do that film, are you like just one of the camera operators on it or what so do you? For the Eddie Griffin project, yeah. uh, I was the editor. Um, and, and we did that one like during COVID. Uh, it didn't do as well as we had hoped it would do because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, we had, we had a distribution offer from Lionsgate, but the the sale, like the the company that was representing the film, was like, "It's just your first offer. Wait, wait for another one." You know, and that second one never came, so um, that was unfortunate. And then, uh, like this last project that I just worked on is, uh, we're actually doing pickup shots currently. Uh, it's like an '80s style horror film, like a oh, slasher really? film. Yeah, so it's actually with a high school buddy of mine. Um, shout out to Paul Ragsdale. Uh -huh. um, he uh, he's kind of developed this really interesting following in that realm, you know, mm -hmm. like the eighties horror film, uh, you know, uh, genre and um, his, uh, his camera guy, like his main camera guy uh, kind of backed out at the last minute. Who's a mutual friend of ours. We all went to college uh -huh. together and um, I decided to help him like, 
you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want him to not get this project yeah. done. So I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll shoot this for you. Um, help you out with whatever you need. And so, um, he's actually like, you know, he, he's kind of developed this interesting, uh, like system where, where he gets his following. Like he has like, um, uh, Ginger Lynn, who was really big in like the eighties mm -hmm. as you know, like in, in the adult world, she's one of the actresses in the movie. <clears throat> and then he's got like a couple of other people who have done, he's done like slasher films with that have their own following. Oh, gotcha. Like um, little, not like, like mini cult followings kind of, yeah, you know so, what I mean? Like, so he kind of puts this package together and brings all these followings together to, to kind of generate this buzz. Yeah. Around, yeah, yeah. His movies and stuff. And, uh, he's got like three, I think th three films on uh, streaming on like Tubi and mm -hmm. other channels like yeah, that. Yeah. So, uh, and then like, uh, I'll also do like documentaries and stuff on, on like cold cases and things. Like I did one, uh, with a family uh, from Waterford, and uh, we premiered that documentary at the State Theater. And, kind and of that one, are you editing it and everything too? I shot and edited that one. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, I lo I love documentary stuff. Like that's one thing that, like, whenever somebody's like has like a story or they want to tell something, like, I absolutely love like helping somebody paint their picture. You know what I totally. mean? Because it's like. Like, they don't even know how to explain it to you, you know what I mean? But they're, like, trying to. And then, like, <laughs> I love, like, doing the interview sections with people. And, like, people always are, like, um, um, or, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I love asking them the questions. And then, like, I love just cutting it up and, like, making it, like, so, like, sound, not sound like they're, like, you know what I mean? You just help them tell the story in a way, way more, like, clear and concise, uh, concise way, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's been one of our commitments for, for me and Gabby. Like, you know, we kind of, kind of, uh you know, promised each other that like, we, we have to become this like voice for the voiceless people, you know, like, or people that, you know, we have the following, we just mm -hmm. want to use our, our like skills and stuff to do good with it. And so like, we, we kind of decided that like, if, if, you know, if, if these people aren't waking or aren't worth waking up for in the middle of the night, we're on, we're in the wrong business, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, that's kind of our promise to each other that, you know, that's kept us going. Mm -hmm. You know, the documentaries are, are really, really fun to do. Um, because we got to be a little bit more creative. Yeah, it's, it's different sure. from like the daily news grind. So um, we we really want to do more this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, I love documentaries. If you ever need any help, bro, sweet. Know. I love I love doing stuff like that. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> You're like uh, unpaid intern. <laughs> no, I was kidding, but uh, yeah, dude, that's really cool. Honestly, and. I don't know. I just like talking to other people who are within film and within doing, you know, similar things that I do. And like, I'm just trying to think. So what, what are you most proud of in your career so far? Um, so I, I have an Emmy award. Um, I got, oh, really? an, yeah, I we got just an, had an Emmy award. What did chef two do? His, his, his thing was an Emmy nominated. Oh, he was Emmy nominated. Yeah. Yeah. He has a documentary. We just had this like celebrity chef on. Oh, nice. This is the most random. Yeah. I just like shot a video gig and he was there and fucking I was like, Hey, you want to come on my podcast? That's awesome. But yeah, he, but uh, sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, so, um, there was a, and it's for breaking news. Um, when I was doing some work for Univision at the time, um, for this, uh, robbery, like bank robbery hostage situation that happened in Stockton a few years back. Uh, ended up getting a, an Emmy for that. And then, uh, did like two other stories that got nominated. Uh, it's Emmy season right now. So mm -hmm. I just submitted for like five, I just submitted five more, five more stories. Mm -hmm. All um, like documentary style kind of? Uh, it's, it's all new stuff. New stuff. Yeah. So it's like new stuff that can get picked up yep. as a yeah. Emmy stuff or like there's a segment yeah. for it. Yeah. And so we'll see. I think nominations, 
I want to say they happen in like April, May, and mm-hmm. I think the ceremonies in October. And those are like kind of like like the news pieces you're most proud of, kind of, or like with the the ones that I think, yeah, like so the ones that I think would probably have a good, you know, that are good and compelling and have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of them is on like an all girl rodeo team. Um, that was submitted, and then some other ones are, uh, one of them is for the family that was uh, kidnapped mm-hmm. here in Merced, because uh, we kind of like, that's like more of a team coverage kind of thing, and so um, that's one of them. Uh, another one is for a a family who lost their, well, their baby passed away, and then the funeral home ended up losing the baby's body. What? Like misplacing, yeah, so that's <laughs> another story. Um you know, a lot of, like, advocating and, like, human interest kind of stories are, are usually the ones that I go for to try mm-hmm. and, like, submit. Jeez, that one's fucking wild. Yeah. Where was that? That was uh, up in Lodi. Jeez, how do you... Did they ever find the baby? I think I mean? think the body was disposed of incorrectly. Oh, no. Yeah. How? You know what I mean? I mean, you would think that they would have a system in play, but... Oh, speaking of, I mean, this is a morbid story to tell, but, uh, no, no, me and Lindsay one time, we were in, uh, my, that's my wife. We were, (laughs) sorry for saying this. We were in, uh, uh, Arizona in Flagstaff and like we were walking past, we were walking down the street and it was like only like half a mile to walk to the restaurant we wanted to go to. And we're like, oh, we'll just walk. And we're walking and then me and her are like, oh man, it smells like fucking like roadkill. What the fuck is that smell? And we walk past, it's fucking a morgue right next to us though. Oh, and then like, but like we're like, <laughs> we had to run for like a quarter mile to get out of the smell of it. But like, it was just like, I almost like, I was like dry heaving because like, like, I wasn't ready for what the fuck the, the actual smell was, though. But I was just, like, running, and then finally I was, I mean, don't get me wrong, I ate 30 minutes after. But, <laughs> but it affected me for the those five minutes. I went out for some steak. Yeah. <laughs> I had a charcuterie board, and I was like, what the fuck, this is $30 for this? Like, you know what I mean? And then I ordered a charcuterie board at, like, a, a restaurant. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, you didn't even give me, one time I ordered one, and they didn't even give me crackers. So I was like, what do you mean? Like, that's got to Come with it. You can't just give me cheese, people. <laughs> yeah. You got the surprise dish tonight. <laughs> yeah. The surprise dish came early that night. <laughs> oh, man, that's wild. And so every day is different for you. You know what yeah. I mean? That's And then, so, like, where do you find time to edit? Or just wherever you can, kind of? Yeah, a lot of it sometimes is on the go, like in the car. You yeah. Know, like in the vehicle. Um like this one, I have a laptop stand installed, so like I could literally edit my video and upload it while I'm driving to the next scene. Because you have internet and everything mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And then do you just post most of your stuff just on your website, or most of it goes to the website? I mean, like I use social media, uh, social media like YouTube. I use that to host all the videos. Mm-hmm. So. And then you post um, the snippets and stuff on Instagram yep. and anything mm-hmm. else like yeah. that. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I kind of learned. Like Instagram is becoming more video centric, so I've been oh, taking advantage yeah, of that. Oh yeah, way more. And then Reels too. Reels are like ridiculous right now. 
This podcast is brought to you by Connor Manufacturing Incorporated. They are a local family owned and operated machine shop that services the Central Valley and beyond. They specialize in complex parts using the state of the art manufacturing processes. Now, if you are interested in using their services, you can send all RFQs through their website at www.connormfg.com. Once again, if you're interested in their services, please send all RFQs through their website at www.connormfg.com. Also, make sure to follow them on Instagrams, Connor underscore MFG. Once again, that's at C-O-N-O-U-R underscore MFG. Thanks again, Sean. This podcast is brought to you by Smiley Service Center for all your automotive repair needs. Smiley's is proud to announce that they have relocated to 254 West 16th Street in Merced. Their team of experienced technicians are dedicated to provide you with exceptional customer service and the highest level of expertise in the industry. They offer a full range of services, including AC, alignment, tire replacement, brake repair, oil changes, suspension work, and much more. Don't wait until your vehicle breaks down to seek professional help. Contact Smiley Service Center today to schedule an appointment by calling 209-722-2616. And once again, they are located at 254 West 16th Street in Merced. Thanks again, Smiley's. This podcast is brought to you by WorkNet and the Merced County Workforce Development Board. On this podcast, we often talk about how people from the Central Valley made it, either in a career or in starting their own business. In Merced County, WorkNet provides people with career advice job information, and training they need in order to change careers. WorkNet services are provided through Merced County, and they are completely free. So it's a no-brainer on if you should use this resource or not, you guys. They have helped hundreds of people and small businesses every year, and you can check them out at worknetmerced.com. Once again, all these services are available for free, and you can check them out at worknetmerced.com. Thanks again, WorkNet. And just... But Instagram was down a little bit this morning, honestly, because I, I posted, <laughs> you see my state of the union? I one? did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I posted that earlier, and it was like up for like over an hour, and nobody liked it. And I was like, I was like, am I shadow banned right now because I'm making mm. fun of the government? Like, that's what I literally was thinking. <laughs> called Duffy. I was like, I think I am. I told my wife too. And then I got a whole bunch of other people say like they had been posting stuff, and like their stories weren't posting and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know why I started talking about this. <laughs> but, uh, dude, my promos are... I don't know. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to do more sketch, <laughs> sketch promos. You know what I mean? Cause that's like, if I could do like, you ever seen, you ever watched like, uh, this, the show that we fucking are obsessed with called, I think you should leave. It's on oh, Netflix. With Tim Robinson. It. It's like, yeah, it's like a sketch comedy show. So it's like a Chappelle show type deal. Okay. But, uh, like if I could do that type of stuff, like that's like, like my dream, like, I mean, I have, <laughs> I have too many dreams, but, uh, <laughs> that's one of my dreams. It's like, or like working on that, you know what I mean? That would be a fun thing. Cause I like, I don't, not only do I like shooting it, but I like, like, like making people laugh and comedy and stuff like that. You ever done any comedy? Oh, you said that. So, yeah. so, and so when you, are you just like the, the camera guy when that, or, so, or are they smaller projects where you kind of get to have some input and stuff? The Eddie Griffin movie was a feature film and, and basically like, that one fell into my lap at random. Um, the director, the guy who produced and directed the movie is like a really, really close, like a longtime friend of mine. Um, he's been doing film stuff for the last, like as long as I've known him. Um, he called me and, and was like, oh, I need help. Like, uh, you know, I need help finishing this film. Would you mind coming to take a look at the material and, and you know, giving me a hand? I was like, yeah, sure, totally. Mm -hmm. 
I went to his house the next day and he's like, I have hard drives and a script. Do you want this project? And I was like, well, okay. I mean, there's, you know, it was, it was kind of a messy situation. Mm-hmm. Like to come in on some of his sure. crew, like was just lazy and like, didn't do their part of the job. So like usually on an editing project like that, there's a, there's like a crew member called the DIT person. Mm-hmm. And they like basically organize all the footage and, you know, take notes of like, each take like you know each video take and yeah so it's like sound. somewhat organized you know what exactly. you're going to look for yeah. when you go into it yeah. so it's not just it's like editor's notes yes basically. not so, ten thousand clips in there <laughs> that person did absolutely none of that like I so you was, had to like search through everything and figure out what went where it was literally uh 36 terabytes of of raw footage Jesus. that i had to go through yeah so, um, and then you're slowly putting the story together based on the script based on and the you're script. like, kind of, it took six months because they don't film like movies project. like front to, you know, yeah, starting no, to end and you're just like fucking dealing with and then different angles and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. And, but that was during the pandemic. You said that was right at the beginning of COVID. So yeah. were you like pandemic project? Here I come. Kind of, I mean, you know what you I mean? Know, when it, it when was, it, um, it was some side, you know, side money that, that really helped during, uh, during like a really hard time. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for, for everybody, like, and, and then the neat thing that came out of that was like, we learned, like, I know Comcast put out a study, uh, in 2021 saying like, their like streaming numbers, um, were measured at like 400% of what they normally were. Oh yeah. I imagine. During that year. And mm-hmm. that's, that's just Comcast, you know? So, I mean, you can imagine what like other well, Netflix and other exactly. people were like, so, and Comcast isn't necessarily known for streaming and in, in the sense of like. They're not Netflix. That's all I mean. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, I wonder what Netflixes were. Look up. Uh, yeah. Try to figure out. Put uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Netflix streaming. I'm I'm sure it's ridiculous. You know, people really had nothing else to do at that time. Just sixteen million new signups. That's insane. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, consuming. I mean, if you think about that, like. You know, eight times 16, if you're paying like eight bucks a month, yeah, 16 million, you know, that's insane. I mean, there's reasons that they have their own like studio movies now. and yeah, and everything. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, how are they even affording everything if everybody's sharing their passwords? And then I'm like, well, even if everyone are sharing their pool, well, now they're getting on to people. But even if people are sharing their passwords, it's still so many users paying $18 a month or whatever it is yeah. like. Yeah. They have, that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. companies like that and like Disney are, are regular. Well, and then Netflix is so interesting because I remember when Netflix first came around, or like with the it was the DVD rental. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was a blockbuster, and it's crazy that like they were so like so ahead of it with the streaming compared to everybody else. Honestly, because yeah. everyone was like, no one's gonna pay fifteen dollars a month for to watch some movies. You know what yeah. I mean? That's all people do now, that's especially it. like people my age. Like I don't know anybody that actually has like cable or dish you know what i mean like my parents do but uh, sorry mom or dad but uh but like we, we me him and th- three or four of our other buddies all share youtube tv and like we're paying like 15 bucks a month for yeah, it you know amazing. what i mean it's like yeah it's fucking and it is it is cable you know what i mean basically but yeah i don't think i've i think i stopped paying for cable service in like the late probably like 2009 Everything for me has just been like streaming since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't. You know, I'm not gonna tune into like like. Granted, I don't have a lot of time, so <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna tune into something. You know, like you know, watch a chef 
chop a salad at like two in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I just got into this random show called Chef. I think it's called Chef vs. the Wild. It's basically like, you ever watch Alone or no? <laughs> Probably not. You got to watch the show Alone, though. It's my shit. It's, uh, it's like people get dropped off into the, you might like it. Oh, I have, I know what you're talking and about. And everyone yeah, yeah. films themselves yep, yep. and it, they're completely alone. And then they have a radio they can call if they want to yeah. give up, basically. But that show is awesome. This is like the chef version of it. I mean, it's totally like there's a survivalist and a chef and they, have to, they only have to survive four days together. And then at the end of it, they cook off, but they gather all their ingredients ingredients and stuff but uh i don't know why i've been talking about this show far too long i don't like it that much but like <laughs> i literally tell too many people about this <laughs> and here i am on a podcast talking about it people are like yeah that show was okay i'm like yeah i know i don't know <laughs> you became invested yeah yeah and it, it's shot very similar to how alone is shot and oh, i cool. just laughed about that and like when i'm watching it i'm like oh that's interesting that they were like it's gonna be like alone but we're gonna put some chefs in there yeah, i think the last cooking show i watched was chef's table on, I think it's on Netflix. Oh, Chef's yeah. Table. Yeah, I don't think I've really seen that good. one. Uh, we just had a Top Chef contestant in here, Chef nice. 2. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, food's good. Food's always good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, honestly, I mean, I think that's that's pretty good for an episode. So why don't you tell people how they can support you guys, where they can find you at, and uh, pretty much that. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly, you know, like at Central Valley TV on everything like Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, YouTube is Central Valley Report. Mm -hmm. um, the website is centralvalleytv.net, and that's where, you know, you know, they can find it. When I was doing some research about, I was typing Central Valley TV on YouTube, and like you guys pop up, but also what pops up is, uh, it was like this other thing called Central Valley TV, and I'm like, what is this? And it's like a high school in Pennsylvania oh, yeah. called Central yep. Valley, and they have like their news <laughs> announcement, Central Valley TV. Yeah. But like, I literally, like I was going to research you, and then I was like far too invested into this random school, and I was like, <laughs> like but it's like, it's so funny because like, you would think that I was like, oh, this must be like 10 years old. No, it was like fucking last, it was like 10 hours ago updated. And I, but I was going to it, but it was like when I was at, at, in fifth grade at, at my elementary school, we had like a TV thingy where we all did like fake news reports and stuff like that. But I'm not even lying. I think that like whenever that was going on for me was just as good call quality that these people have going on in 2023. Nice. And it was like, I was like literally cracking up laughing about it because like they have like their new section and everything, but like, I mean, I'm not trying to, I, don't, I am definitely hating on it just because like, it just reminded me like of 2000, look it up for me, please. Okay. Like type, type in Central Valley yeah, I know, TV. I know exactly what school you, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And they're in Pennsylvania. They're I was in Pennsylvania. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, where the fuck is this? Cause I was like, apparently there's a Central Valley high school in, uh, series. Series. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe it's them. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other, <laughs> the other result I get most often is, um. Canadian Valley Television. Oh, okay, the CVTV. Yeah, yeah. CVTV. Just type in, uh, yeah, Central Valley TV. If you, yeah, that's that, it. Yep. That's Jeez. dumb that that comes up first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch it. That's funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is the video I watched earlier. Nice. But like, but like, doesn't it look like it was filmed like 20 years ago? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm like, well, like, just use your iPhone, you guys. You get better quality from it. Remember to clean out your locker, Timmy. <laughs> oh, they got us. <laughs> oh, shit, you're plugged in? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> nice. All right, that's enough of Central 
TV fight. <laughs> we might get pulled for the music. I don't yeah, know. No. <laughs> You're going to be getting some hate mail from Pennsylvania soon. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fine. <laughs> but so, dude, uh, we actually, speaking of hate mail, uh, so I had reposted my Hella video, right? Because I like recently. That's uh, so funny. Dude, yeah. So I posted that and like me and Duffy are sitting here and I'm like, all of a sudden I get an update and it's like, it's the Bay Instagram account reposted me. Oh, and it's the Bay is like, like, I don't know, there's like 200 and some thousand followers. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, they're pretty much like, like at Central Valley Podcast says like, uh, says Hella is from the Central Valley. What y'all think about this basically? <laughs> and I was like, me and Duffy were just like sitting here. I was like, hey, uh, like I didn't even know how to take it because I was like, hey, they like reposted this. And I got, like, at first we were like, what the fuck? And then I was like, hey, whatever. Any media is good media. Everyone thinks this is a podcast that, like, you know, like, that, that's bigger now or whatever. And people, do. the comments are so funny. The comments were like, bro, looks like a snitch. Oh. <laughs> or like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, what, what other, what, oh. They can pull them up right Someone now. was like, honestly, they can have this because they have to wake up every day knowing that they live in the Central Valley. Like, <laughs> the comments were honestly so funny, but... For some reason or another, the guy took it down only after like 20 minutes. And I think he might have thought I was talking about the valley as in L.A. Valley. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I San mean, Fernando Valley. Yeah, yeah, because that's what, when people say the valley in California, that's what at least what L.A. people or the Bay people think of. They don't think of Central Valley. I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to make people know that we exist, okay, yeah, you guys? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to turn into an episode of Mean Tweets. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. No, yeah, yeah. But you guys, thank you so much, Carlos. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate sure. you coming on. Thanks so for having tune me. into Central Valley TV, you guys. He, if you go back 20, go back five minutes to hear where everywhere it's at. But thank you again, man. I truly, yeah, truly appreciate sure. it. All righty. Well, I drop a needle on some vinyl Let it spin around I'd press play in my pickup truck With windows down I'd call up that late night DJ And I'd make one request Could you play it one more time So it's like she never left If you were a song Well I'd turn you on Turn you up, baby, all night long Well, I'd put you on repeat And that melody would hit me And baby, I'd be singing ooh Well, I could be with you anytime I want You wouldn't be gone If you were a song you were a song When I'm sitting all alone Pouring whiskey in a highball glass Instead of sipping and missing you, baby I'd put them speakers on blast If you were a song Well, I'd turn you on Turn you up, baby, all night long 
Well, I'd put you on repeat and that melody would hit me and baby I'd be singing ooh. Well, I could be with you anytime I want. You wouldn't be gone if you were a song. You were a song Singing ooh You'd be saying, baby, I'm still in love with you Ooh, ooh, ooh. If you were a song Well, I'd turn you on I'd turn you up, baby, all night long Well, I'd put you on repeating that Melody would hit me And baby I'd be singing Ooh well, I could be with you anytime I want You wouldn't be gone If you were a song If you were a song Singing Ooh Shout out Duffy, shout out Michael. This is it. Central Valley Podcast. Hey, big shout out Central Valley Podcast. You know I had a fuck with it. Hey, shout out Central Valley Podcast.